You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Shout out to all uh, our Canadian listeners. Uh, we're uh, now from Vancouver all the way to Toronto, from CKNW in Vancouver to 640 Toronto, which is pretty exciting. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, we talk about all the latest in tech, from smart homes to gadgets to mobile phones, tips and tricks, the latest uh, social media news uh, as well. It's all here. And we've got a great website, getconnectedmedia.com. Got great contests going on right now, which we'll talk about later. Giving away a Roku stream bar. You can go to the website and find out more. Uh, and also lots of great audio and video podcasts there uh, as well. And all our YouTube videos. Today's show, it's pretty cool. Uh, we will be talking about uh, the new Apple announcements and some of the new Google announcements as far as phones. Some big stuff brewing here for the holiday season. Uh, we'll also be talking about my arcade adventures. I've uh, built an arcade cabinet in my garage to play all my favorite old games like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. And it's been a journey <laughs> piecing that all together. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking with some cybersecurity experts from Interact on how to be careful with uh, the older folks in your life and the students. It seems like the holiday season, things just start to ramp up as far as the spam and the... Oh, my God. Yeah, because that's that's prime time, man. Yeah. 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 You're, not, you're all stressed out shopping and stuff. and yeah. What a good time to try to take your money. Yes. So we're going to tell you how to avoid giving away your money <laughs> to the criminals. Uh, some interesting news this week, uh, John. Amazon. I don't know if you saw that uh, CBC story they did where they tracked Amazon returns. I, I found this fascinating because so, I return a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so CBC, the reporters there stuck some trackers in a bunch of Amazon stuff they bought and sent it back and used that information to see what was happening. Some of it went to landfills. I mean, they just shredded it and gone. Uh, and some of them took very long journeys <laughs> to get to wherever they were getting. And some were, I guess, I guess, then resold to people. And I've had that problem where I've purchased something that I thought was new. Yeah. And it arrives and it's like, it's already been opened. I've never had that. I've had it a few times, and it's a little concerning. It depends on the product as to whether or not I'd want to go through the trouble. But as I mentioned to you off, off air, I actually bought an SD, a micro SD card. Yes. A fairly large capacity one. And it came to me just a little tiny. That thing's tiny. The thumbnail size thing yep. in a Ziploc bag. Like you'd put a sandwich in. Yeah. <laughs> So clearly that's not official packaging. But did you get a good deal, John? I did. Yeah. But then I did escalate it with Amazon. Yeah. And I said... Like you're... What the... Well, what yeah. This? And then clearly this is either a return or this is a counterfeit product. Yeah. And they assured me it was fine. It's been fine, but I could return it if I had any concerns. So this was an interesting story, again, done by the CBC. And my hat's off to them for figuring this out and how to stick GPS trackers and everything. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. Uh, so I guess a lot of people are upset that they say that Amazon's just, you know, shredding perfectly good merchandise and spending too much time driving these return products around. Well, I, re I remember when I first got my Prime membership, you would sometimes if you had to return something, they would say, just keep it. We'll refund you the money because it's not worth the trouble yeah exactly to take it back yeah I'm like cool yeah exactly but they don't do that as much anymore no i guess maybe that was too much of a problem people figured that system out perhaps yeah yeah but but then if they're just gonna literally shred it or send it to the landfill there's still gonna be a cost associated with that 
Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully Amazon will respond to, you know, what their overall policies are on that stuff because I think it's important to people. They want to know what's happening, you know, from an eco standpoint, right? Like uh-huh. how many of these trucks are driving around with returned Amazon goods? Where do they go? What happens to them? Could have they been resold? Well, we'll have to get more information on that. Another story we're following, following Tesla, the electric car maker. They've been doing well. They're on a tear right now. They're punching cars out like there's no tomorrow. One of the features uh, that they've been touting is full self-driving capability. So essentially being able to get in your Tesla, type in the address where you want to go, and the car will just drive there by itself without you touching the steering wheel or the gas or brake. It's a dream. They want $10,000 Canadian for it, though. So I, I own a Tesla Model 3, and they tried to sell that to me. I think it was only 8000 at the time. <laughs> but it wasn't... Why would I pay $8,000 for something that's not even working yet? Well, and I guess the question is, will it ever be legal in Canada? Well, eventually. Eventually they will. But yeah, but you'll that... be on to another car by then. <laughs> yeah, like how long are the laws going to take to catch up to that? Do you know what I mean? Well, look how long it took Uber to get here. Oh, God, yeah. In BC? Yeah. How, that was seven, eight years, wasn't it? Yeah. Or more. Yeah, can you imagine? In, in British Columbia you're like well into the next century on that. So anyway, Tesla has been touting this for a while. They've been working super hard. They've got cameras all over their cars that help make this all work. Uh, One surprising thing is they don't have any radar or LIDAR to help, which a lot of the other car, uh, self-driving car companies and uh, research people are using. They're relying, I think, completely on cameras. Anyway, they say they're ready to test this with a few select Tesla owners. Would that be you? Oh, God, no. <laughs> They've seen my driving. Uh, I, I, I would imagine that it would be people that have already purchased the package, number one. And they have the data. They get the data from your driving. So they know which ones are the ones that they want to test this on. Like, they're not going to, even if I had purchased it, they're not going to test it on me because of my poor driving. But you I'm th- not bad, but I'm, like per- I'm not perfect. You would think that, that you would be the perfect target, though, for that. Yeah, Let's but- get him off the road. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. It's kind of scary at the same time because you still have to be vigilant. We're at the early stages of the self-driving yeah. aspect of cars. And I just don't know if the technology is there yet. I don't know if we're ready for it. Yeah, that, that this also this is a scary thing for being a pedestrian or another driver on the road. Is Is that one of those cars that's driving itself? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I can at least understand if you're erratic mic driver, but if it's the computer that's driving. Well, they've shown, like Tesla has stats and information showing that because all the Teslas, they have a basic steering mode. Like I have it in mind, like it'll auto steer. It'll keep the car in the lane. It'll do the, the distancing from the cars in front. Yeah, mine does it too. Yeah. And it only goes for, I think, about... 20 seconds before you have to put your hands on the wheel again or it'll just stop doing it, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, again, laws and have they worked this technology out fully? Because I'm telling you, when I, I have the basic auto steering. When I hit a roundabout, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> like, it's like, it just stops and starts beeping at me because it doesn't know what to do. So I just don't know how far they've advanced on that. It's it's Elon Musk's dream. He's the the guy behind Tesla that this self-driving capability will turn all his Teslas that he sold into a million-strong fleet of robo-taxis. 
I think it's a great idea mm-hmm. if it works, if the technology works. Because can you imagine? I have my Tesla. I'm how often am I driving? A few hours a day. The rest of the time, I could be renting it out as a Tesla taxi. How? Yeah. The logistics come to mind though. Is when during the day will you be charging that Tesla? Is it going to make a pit stop to the fast charger? Well, ends? that <laughs> details, <laughs> details. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. But, you know, Elon Musk is saying you could make up to $30,000 a year U.S. using your Tesla as a, a robotic taxi. It's basically out at night driving around. The thing I, I would have a, a challenge with, it's my car, right? Like what kind of weirdo think- people are getting in there and messing it up? Yeah, I don't like I don't like valets driving my car. Yeah, and I, I, I got the one with white seats. How long is that going to last? <laughs> right? Seat covers, Mike. Seat covers. Okay, you are tuned in to Get Connected. We've got a cool show today. We're going to be uh, talking uh, more about some of the Apple and Google announcements, the new iPhone 12s, new Google Pixel phones that do all sorts of amazing things. They haven't got lasers yet. Oh, actually, one of them kind of has a laser. We'll talk about that. Uh, We'll also talk about uh, security. We're getting into the busy time for shopping online. There are some basic things you need to know to protect yourself so that people don't steal your identity or the money in your accounts. We'll be talking with someone over at Interact uh, about some uh, best practices. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Still lots to talk about in today's program. Uh, Later on, cybersecurity. (laughs) You said that like the guy from Simpsons. <laughs> totally. Well, I feel like that sometimes. Um, I know you hear it all the time. You know, be careful what you do on the internet. People are trying to steal your identity. Well, the reason why we keep talking about it is you, you're you still giving out too much information. Uh, we've got someone on from Interact coming up uh, in a bit to talk about some of the steps you can take to protect yourself even more. And just not just yourself, but think about your kids. You know, even though... They're kids still, and they're pretty tech savvy. Uh, they're susceptible to a lot of these scams. And think about uh, the older people in your life. I've got uh, aging parents, and they're very susceptible <laughs> to this stuff. So we're going to talk about some of the ways to help them uh, out. Also, we'll be talking about my continuing arcade adventures. I'm building a, a cool arcade cabinet, or I have built it in uh, my garage, and just some of the the things uh, to look out for if you're thinking of uh, doing that yourself. It's kind of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Big announcements this week. Uh, If you have been living under a rock, Apple has had one of their big uh, brujas uh, and announced a bunch of new products, a new iPhone 12s, a new Apple HomePod mini speaker. Google, not to be left out, uh, has also announced some new Google Pixel phones uh, as well. If you want some more in-depth uh, talk and coverage of that, tune into our other sister show, The App Show. Uh, it is on uh, Sunday on a lot of the stations across Canada in Toronto. Uh, it's right after this program. So just stay tuned a little bit longer, and we'll talk even more about uh, some of these announcements. But let's just summarize some of it, John. Uh, no surprise because uh, there were huge leaks on all of these things. Yeah, it's almost like we can't have... There is no surprises anymore. No more one more thing. No. I miss those days. I do. But the internet has wrecked all of that. Uh, So iPhone 12s. There's four different models, if I'm counting correctly. Uh, There's a regular iPhone 12. There's an iPhone 12 mini, which is basically the same specs, but just smaller screen, 5.4 inches. Uh, But 
I kind of like the size of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also have a new iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max. And the Pro Max is giant. It uh, comes in at, I think it's the biggest one ever for them, 6.7 inches. But it's still not a huge device. They, they've really got the bezel down. And because they're not having the rounded corners anymore, yeah. I think they have a smaller space, a smaller form factor, but with a bigger screen. The design is different on these phones now. They're like the iPhone 4s. Yeah. I love that. I miss that design. My favorite. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they've gone back to that. So other features, of course, they've improved the cameras on there. They're even better now uh, than the iPhone 11s in low light. iPhone 11 was pretty amazing. Uh, but it's important. If you're really into photography, it might be an investment for you to upgrade to these new phones because the pictures are amazing, especially nighttime shots or if you're in the dark. You know, if you're out in a restaurant and you're taking some pictures of your food or, you know, your friends that you're all... Well, there's not many friends you can hang out with in restaurants anymore because of COVID. But uh, imagine if it were the old days. Um, you're not using a flash anymore because it can take in more light. And the pictures just look a million times better. People don't look like they're freaked out by the flash. No, exactly. Uh, so that that was a big deal for me. Also, they have a new MagSafe feature. There's a magnet on the inside of the back now. So they have all sorts of new accessories that just snap onto the back some new cases new little wallet sleeve for your credit cards just kind of snaps right on there uh obviously it'll have things for your car that'll make it easy to snap on uh but i think you know the big thing for them as well apple said is that uh, for all the wireless charging that's happening now because all these new phones have wireless charging don't need the cable anymore uh the chargers they're using something called the chi standard chi chargers um if you're not putting the phone on there like perfectly sometimes it doesn't charge it happens all the freaking time to me on my nightstand charger so now with the magnet on there it'll just click right on which i like yeah i had the same problem i used to have just one of those flat panel ones yeah and at least once or twice a week it would not be seated properly because i'd pick it up in the middle of the night and put it back and not quite lock i ended up getting one of those vertical ones that you kind of like can only put it in one way yeah it's forced to to be in the right thing but that's the thing the ones that just lay flat so many times I've set an alarm and, you know, I was low on charge when I put it on there, you know, when I went to bed and it just didn't sit properly and it died and I didn't get my alarm. Yes. That sucks. Uh, another feature, Ceramic Shield. They have this new type of special glass that they say is four times more drop proof than previous iPhones. I don't know what that means, drop proof, but apparently it's the strongest glass out in the market right now for smartphones. We should do a drop test with your phone. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No budget for that. Uh, so, um, again, it just depends on the size you want. Uh, the iPhone 12 mini starting, I think, around 930, somewhere in that price range. Yeah. Uh, Don't you- get the bottom end one, though. No? No. Get the next. 64 gigs is not enough for anybody. Uh, I think for a lot of people it is. Not for you, because you're doing all sorts of crazy videos. No, no. Well, I'm getting the 256, but... <laughs> Because you can. Uh, and goes up over $1,500 for the iPhone 12 Pro Max, the big 6.7-inch screen one. So look out uh, for that. Uh, quickly, let's talk about the new iPhone, or sorry, the new Google Pixel phones. They've got a new Google Pixel 5 and a 4a. Those are both 5G, and which I forgot to mention, the iPhone 12s are all 5G technology yeah, as well. So across the line. That's the latest uh, networking standard that all the carriers are coming out with. It's supposed to make them faster. Not a big story for me because the... The network infrastructure is just not there yet. And even if it was, you're probably not going to notice much. Not huge. Like, it's not life-changing for me. No. Not yet. Uh, so um, the, the big news, though, for the Google Pixel phones, the price. Yeah. 
So seven seventy nine, I believe, or seven eighty nine for the Pixel Five. Yeah, which is like half of the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. There's you know, there's more technology in some of these iPhones, but for a lot of people, you're getting a state of the art Google Pixel phone. Fantastic camera. I mean, they've been leading there for many years now. Great at night shots as well. They've even improved that even more with these new models. They've got a, a special battery saver feature on there, which if you want, if you're running low, you can turn this on. It turns off all the background apps, everything except the most basic ones to keep the phone alive. And it can give you actually extra two days of life. What if one of those background apps is one of the important things you need? Well, then you got to turn that on. Then maybe you won't get two days, but yeah, it's nice to have that feature. Yep. Uh, no XL version, so no large size. It's just that one size fits all now. But uh, from what Google's saying, that's kind of the most popular size anyway. Yeah, I'm sure the sales numbers spell that out pretty clearly. And before I forget, uh, Apple, uh, going back to Apple, they also announced a new HomePod Mini. Uh, so they've had that HomePod speaker out for a while. It, it's It's a lot of money here in Canada. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's like 400 bucks. But uh, the new Mini coming in at 129 It's got that nice fabric covering on it. If you're in the Apple eco world or ecosystem, maybe something to look at. Sound apparently is supposed to be even better uh, now. And it's got the special new intercom feature that allows you to use Siri as an intercom through every Apple device you have, whether it's an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, or even your Apple CarPlay stereo in your car. Which is cool. Which is cool. Okay, we are going to have to take a break when we come back. Arcade Adventures. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Still a lot to talk about on today's program. Coming up in a bit, cybersecurity. You might think you've got yourself prepared online to make sure that you're not a victim of uh, all these email scams and phishing. Uh, But what about your kids and your parents? They're vulnerable. So we're going to be talking with the folks at Interact on how you can best protect them. Let's talk about arcades. I mean, some of my best years were the 80s, John. <laughs> I know that's sad for me to seem saying that, but a big thing for me were, was going into the arcade. Just yes. the magic. Like every week there seemed to be, you know, a new leap in technology. Back then it was amazing, right? You know, you started off with Pong and Lunar Lantern. Lunar Lantern, do you remember that game? Yeah, yeah. that was the 70s though. Okay, then I like the 70s too. Um, but then we got into things like Space Invaders and Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Well, through uh, technology now, you can actually build your own arcade cabinet. There's just so many uh, websites that are dedicated to that out there that have all the parts. You can buy one that's fully assembled already, uh, or you can make your own. Uh, and I, I kind of did it myself. You used to actually make yours from scratch, which I'm impressed. Well, because there was no kits you could buy. No. So, so how did you do that? You just... I just copied sort of the... Do you go into an arcade and make an outline? <laughs> well, no, because you, online I would I would find sort of the shape of the cabinets and then I would go and sketch it out on a piece of paper. I'd go down to Home Depot, get some plywood, get them to cut it roughly the shape I needed, and then I would sort of make the finishing bits with a jigsaw on my balcony of my ninth floor West End apartment. <laughs> oh my God, you must have been so popular. <laughs> raining sawdust down on my neighbors. That is so awesome. Uh, well, we've come a long way. They, yes. There's kits now. Uh, I got mine from Rec Room Masters. Uh, they've got a lot of great kits. You can buy them fully assembled if you want as well. Even the little cocktail table ones. Yeah, that that's that might be my next actual cabinet. That's my next one. Because it's like a coffee table. Yeah, I don't know where, where I can sneak that into my house so that my wife won't. Uh, your shed. My shed, yes. Because I've, I've man-caved it. 
Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. take a look. Um, so uh, I've put this together, but it's been a bit of a journey because first of all, you got to put it together. And, you know, they're using particle board and stuff. It's not the most stable stuff in the world. Well, I also wonder if maybe your assembly process... Oh, do I follow the instructions to the T? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Because quite often, like IKEA furniture, there's a very specific way you're supposed to assemble things. Yes, and I there's a few steps that I did not yes. interpret correctly, <laughs> which added literally hours of time. Yes. To it, but so, so but it's a couple. We we should point out there's this whole process. There's a couple things you have to do. First of all, you have to figure out the box you're going to put it in. Yeah. The cabinet. The cabinet itself. Yes. Then you need to figure out the control mechanisms. Yeah, the joysticks. Then you need to figure out the monitor. Yes. The the brain, because it could be a computer, it could be a Raspberry Pi, it yep. could be a, an old console. Yeah, could be like an Xbox. Yeah. I went with the computer. You went with the Raspberry Pi. And for the listeners that don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, it's a tiny little computer you can get for like 50 bucks. Yeah. That will run all these arcade games. That's the beauty of these old games yeah. from your childhood uh, they don't require a lot of horsepower to no. run. And even the Raspberry Pi 3 is plenty powerful enough. You don't need a Raspberry Pi 4. Yeah, if you want to check out um, Raspberry Pi's uh, kits, yeah, or Kanakit, uh out of Vancouver. Yeah. They make some great packages that bundle everything you need together to do that. And then once you get that, uh, there's like a software program you can download called RetroPie. Yeah. That helps you set it all up. Uh, so joysticks, yeah. The, the most popular one, I think, is the X-Arcade. One, they have some tank sticks. It's like a two joystick with all the arcade buttons. It's got a trackball. You've even outfitted yours with a little arcade spinner for That's Tempest right. and right. some of those games. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I put it all together. I got the computer in there, um, but it's just been a challenge trying to configure it all, like to make the arcade thing work with the, the software. And so you use a, a program called MAME, multi-arcade. Machine emulator. Yes, which is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you've got to map the buttons through the interface. It's not like the most intuitive thing in the world. No. You've got to be patient and read the instructions online. <laughs> but even then when I'm reading the instructions, I'm a smart guy. It still was not abundantly clear. Well, the other thing too is on your PC, you're running main with a wrapper yeah. called Maximus Arcade. It's also known as a front end yeah. for the arcade system. And that has to talk to MAME to say, hey, let's play Tempest. Use these uh, keystrokes when I'm pressing the buttons yeah. or the joystick or the spinner or what have you. And there's there's a number of layers that can be... Where things go wrong, yeah. yeah. And so I'm running Windows. And yeah, there's just... My computer had all sorts of conflicts. I don't think it was MAME's fault. I think it was more my computer. I haven't used it for years. Yeah. So I, I updated to Windows 10, which... Maybe that wasn't a great idea. <laughs> like, I should have just, like, why? Why? I'm running just, like, a really simple arcade emulator, which doesn't take much power. No. No. I should have just let Sleeping Dogs lie. But anyway, I updated it and just, long story short, I got it working. And it's glorious. I'm out there now playing, like, Donkey Kong and Joust, and it, it's, it is amazing. It's a little cold in my garage. <laughs> It's only going to get colder. So I had to get a little electric heater because uh, my wife will not let that arcade cabinet enter the home under threat of death. Yes. But it's kind of uh, kind of cool. Uh, you have to get the games. Uh, they're called ROMs. Uh, and, you know, you can find those online. There's lots of websites that can Well, in the you. Internet Archive, archive.org actually catalogs all of those 
games now. And you can download zip files of huge packs. Do you know what I want to do next? Uh, it's a little pinball. You can actually create your own pinball machine. It's like two giant LCD screens, right? One for the, I guess, the table part. The play field. The play field. You know your stuff. Uh, and then the top part. What do you call that? The top part. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's where you're... No, all my pinball friends are going to be freaking out at me because I can't, actually can't recall what the, what the... I think it's called the header. Yeah. And so uh, I think uh, there's a few places. Rec Room Masters, I think, has a kit. Mm-hmm. There are a few thousand dollars, these kits. Yeah. By the time the dust clears and you get the, the TV screens and stuff in it. But glorious. Yeah, there's, it's virtual... Uh, Pinball. Pin, pin meme yeah. is, the, is the application. You can actually download it without having to build the whole thing and play it on your computer. So you can play all those f- old pin, like well, all the... Some of them, whatever yeah. ones are emulated. Some of these things, even like in MAME, the arcade side, not all the games are perfectly emulated. No. There's some weird thing about it that was very difficult to, to emulate because some of the original arcade games, for example, they didn't use chips. They used transistors and other things to do things and it's really difficult to have an emulator emulate a transistor well the the functionality that yeah. they were they were using and the same thing with the pinball machines some of these crazy machines where you hit like the fun house and all that kind of stuff that can be tricky for them to emulate properly i want to do give a shout out again to some of the places i use to put this together um rec room masters uh out of the u.s they ship to canada uh, great resource for all this stuff. Uh, and another good place here in Canada. Uh, in Edmonton. Edmonton. Retro Arcade? No. <laughs> I, for, I forget this home. I think it's called uh, Retro Arcade. Uh, Retroactive Arcade. Sorry. Yes. .ca. Retroactive Arcade.ca. They got all the parts and everything. That's where I got my spinner. They have joysticks, buttons, everything. Check it out. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to protect your parents, your kids, and even yourself from getting scammed on the internet. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Don't forget to hit our contest page at getconnectedmedia.com, giving away a Roku stream bar. This is an awesome all-in-one sound bar and smart TV device for any TV out there. So you'll be able to access things like Netflix, Prime Video, dozens of other streaming streaming uh, channels, and get some great sound. Uh, again, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit our newsletter tab, subscribe, and you are entered to win. Let's talk cybersecurity. It's cybersecurity month, and as uh, we are all online now, we have to be vigilant uh, to make sure that we don't fall for any of the scams uh, that are out there. To help us understand uh, what we can do and uh, just maybe some of the stats uh, that we're looking at, uh, we've got a great guest. Uh, Her name is Rachel Julicour. She's the Director of Fraud Prevention and Partnerships over at Interact. We all use the Interact uh, debit cards. Tap. And tap, even better. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Rachel. Thank you very much for having me. So this is the month you live for, right? Cybersecurity month? Absolutely. This is a dream come true every year. Uh, you guys have uh, done a recent uh, survey. What are some of the things that you have found? Well, it's really interesting. So as you mentioned, Cybersecurity Awareness Month is uh, is taking place right now. And what we did is we conducted a survey amongst Canadians to really get their perception of of their time they're spending online. So they're spending more and more time. There's more activities taking place online. And we wanted to get a pulse of, uh, of how they're feeling having spent all that time. So it was really interesting. Some of the findings were that um, 81% feels that seniors are more exposed to, uh, to cybersecurity risk. 
uh, which is which is you know not surprising. However, you know turn that around. Generation Z is also uh, is perceived to to be at an increased risk with forty four percent. Really? So those two spectrums uh, seems to have an increase in there, and there's some some cause for concern. Yeah, I I, I get the um, the senior numbers because uh, myself I've got some uh, parents that are are older, and I'm concerned with the more they get online because there's a lot of scams out there. And even I have fallen for some of these uh, these email things wanting my password and stuff in the past. Uh, so I can only imagine them being bombarded with that. But uh, younger younger folks, eh? They, they, their perception is there that they're vulnerable. Well, you, you have to understand. So this is Generation Z. So Generation yeah. Z uh, goes from five years old to 24 years old. So we're not talking about the 16 to 24. We're definitely more looking at the younger ones. And, and mostly because, uh, as you remember, early April, a lot of students were forced to go online and many of them not being so much exposed to online learning. And I think it was really a sink or swim during that period that teachers weren't used to it. So they were trying to teach, but they were using multiple platforms. It wasn't necessarily organized. So uh, you're, you're seeing young, young kids that are spending a lot of time. Meanwhile, parents are trying to navigate working from home and having these children at home and also not only being a parent but being a teacher so uh, personal experience I know that I left my child with an activity online uh, some homework to take a conference call and half an hour later I find out my son is uh, deep into the abyss of YouTube so, you know, there, there's a bit of that, and I still don't know what else he clicked on uh, on the tablet. So I still find a lot of apps that were downloaded. So what are some steps uh, that uh, we can take to protect uh, seniors and, and students, for that matter? Well, they're both uh, different approaches, yet um, quite simple. So in terms of seniors, I would say... Uh, maybe have more conversations about your online activity with uh, close friends and family, uh, loved ones, and just share what what you're doing. Because we found that with seniors, they're more likely to be victimized by scams uh, than than cybersecurity. So you know, maybe meeting someone online, so we're seeing some romance scam, buying things online through uh, online marketplace. So we're th- th- there's more of those for seniors. But when we're looking at uh, children, then in that case, it's more clicking on links, clicking on a lot of links, downloading. So this is where the cybersecurity awareness comes in. So making sure that you can restrict if they have access to a tablet or, or certain applications to make sure that you restrict those applications that they can't go outside of, of the security perimeters. We, we actually just, I, just this morning, uh, I got an email from a listener who thought, we were scamming her because she got an email from some made-up spammer geek site that sent an invoice for something, and it scared her because it says it's going to be withdrawn from your bank account, and there, you know, there are some pretty sketchy links in that email and stuff like that. It's 
some of these look really legitimate and really easy to sort of follow through and, and can be kind of scary, but also maybe not scary because they're so well constructed and, and, and easily... They look real. They, they look legitimate. And yeah. it's, it's only, it takes, you know, a little bit of extra sleuthing to sort of see that it's coming from an AOL account that you know that it's not a legitimate source. That's not the World Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's true. And it could be, um, so, so to follow your example, it's, it's like, it looks legitimate. So if they're saying they're going to cut off your hydro because you, you might have missed a payment, you know, it's getting colder. So it could seem true. However, we're in Canada. I, I know that there's no utility company that's going to cut off any hydro or water or any of, of, of those essential services because you missed one payment. But it's still that threat is there and we do act on it. What are some uh, resources you think would be useful for, for Canadians to check out to help them be more cyber secure? Well, I have one tip. That's that I think will apply to all generation to everyone. And it's that be aware of what you share. You know, you might go online and you're providing your date of birth and on its own, it might not be useful to a cyber criminal. But once they start harvesting little pieces of information from different sources, that completes a profile of an individual. So that that is the one tip that I can provide. And then other things is if they want to get informed, they can go on the Canadian um there's Canadian cybersecurity forums. There are a lot of information on the RCMP website or local police forces where they can find out about latest scams and other fraud tips to take away. The the birthday uh, piece of data is interesting because I see a lot of people, they'll be like John and then the birthday will be their username, <laughs> right? It's just like... Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I just had a birthday, so everyone on my Facebook talked about my birthday and yes. stuff like that. So it doesn't take a, you know, a rocket scientist to connect all those dots to figure and, out. And what age you are. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I, I see a lot of people that use their birth year or their some other very identifiable piece of information about them in something innocuous like uh, supposedly an anonymous uh, username. Yeah, definitely something to be uh, aware of. Uh, we've been talking with Rachel Jolicoeur. She's a director of fraud and prevention and partnerships at Interact. Uh, where can people find out more about Interact? Well, they can go to our newsroom, uh, which is interact.ca forward slash newsroom, or just go interact.ca. And there is a wealth of information there for consumers and, uh, and merchants on how to protect themselves. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back soon. You're back with Get Connected. Don't forget to listen to our sister's show tomorrow or right after this, depending where you are in the country. Uh, we're talking all about the latest Apple announcements and Google announcements. Uh, they got some really cool tech out there if you're in the market for a new phone. Now is the time to be looking. Uh, all the prices are going to be coming uh, down through Black Friday and the holiday season. And they've got a lot of great uh, new products out there. Uh, so we go through that uh, in the app show even deeper. So check that out. I want to give a quick shout out to the contest. GetConnectedMedia.com, giving away a Roku soundbar, soundstream. Stream bar. Stream bar. I get it wrong. Uh, it's a combination soundbar and Roku TV, smart TV box built into one. Connects to any TV, any size, as long as it's got an HDMI connector. It is all kinds of awesome. Again, GetConnectedMedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab, subscribe, and you are automatically entered into this contest and all the ones we have going this year. So it's uh, yeah. a lot of fun. If you're already subscribed, you don't need to resubscribe. Don't do it. 
If you're already in, you're in. Okay, I want to thank John and Christina for helping put the show together and the rest of the Get Connected team, Stephen, Graham, AJ, Nigel, Paul. We'll see you again next time.